Welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast, a very short, sharp, special episode after the completion of day one at the US Open. It was a special day. We got to see the LACC, the LA Country Club. There was some scoring available on today. If you took advantage of the holes where you could make birdies, well, you certainly scored well. And we saw that with the uh, round one record-breaking 62s, pair of them from Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley. They both played in the morning. We had Ricky Fowler out there going nuts. Um, he had, I think, about 10 birdies and a couple of bogeys, and Xander Shoffley just had a bogey-free eight under. Um, two fine rounds, and we'll see how those guys really do go for the rest of the tournament. It was last year that Ricky Fowler sat out the US Open. He was the first alternate missed. He's back in it now, and it's great to see Ricky back in form. We love when Ricky's playing well. Global golf wants a Ricky Fowler playing well and performing and being at the pointy end. Xander Shoffley, when we did our preview podcast the other day, he didn't really figure in our uh, factorings, but we'll see how it pans out for Xander. Will he be the US Open champion after getting this couple of shot lead? Of course, Wyndham Clark, Dustin Johnson, both there at six under. Uh, Dustin Johnson played in the afternoon. He just gets the job done. He goes out there and just fires at pins and hits great shots. He was playing really well. Uh, Brian Harmon, Rory McIlroy. Rory was on fire. Looked like he was going to be up there at the lead and just had a bogey in the last. He had an interesting uh, uh, chip shot out of the long grass in those uh, long, deep greenside uh, fescue areas that protect the bunkers and separate the greens. Uh, he actually, it wasn't the fresh air, but the ball didn't come out. So he hit it about two inches and then he got up and down from there. That was his only bogey of that round. And uh, to get to five under, but you know, it looked like Rory could have been absolutely anything after the first nine holes. He was five under, but just one birdie on the back nine and then that closing bogey. Uh, but he is playing very, very well is the young Northern Irishman. Anyway, the other purpose of uh, this quick short sharp episode is uh, based on one of our previous episodes I did a little bit of a what's in the bag of the um, Victor Hovland and that was pretty well received you know I think the people like to know what was in the pl- uh, the uh, players bags and today for me Xander Shoffley's bag is not too dissimilar to my own bag so I thought I'd run through what's in Xander Shoffley's bag and give everyone a bit of a heads up on what Xander is playing and what it is about that product that he is playing that you know really makes it so special and why it's in his bag just my thoughts from you know, being in and around golf equipment on a day-in, day-out basis. So let's have a look at Xander Shoffley's bag and what got this young man to a 8-under-62 uh, on day one of the 2023 US Open at LA Country Club. Uh, what a, I certainly know what a branker is now. We talked about brankers the other day and uh, we asked uh, each other if we knew what a branker was. I had a fair idea, but those brankers are deep and nasty. Then they're, they're not a sandy waste and they're definitely not a bunker. Uh, but certainly if you found your, your um, ball in a branker today, it probably wasn't going to be conducing, conducive to getting up and down for birdie. And I think some of those players that are sitting at uh, over par might have found a Baranka or two, um, but certainly there is still some scoring out there. We'll see. But let's talk about uh, Xander's bag. So in the top end of his bag, we'll start at the driver, the big dog. Of course, Xander has the new paradigm. He's a Callaway staffer. He's got the new Callaway paradigm triple diamond. Saying that it's at 10.5. Now, this I'm reading this from the uh, press release that Callaway sent out because they're obviously very proud of one of their leading guys. So they've sent out a what's in the bag so I can read through it. So he's got the Paradigm Triple Diamond 10.5 degrees. Now, a couple of things about that Triple Diamond. It's their new one. It's got flash face technology. That's AI, supercomputers, really uh, giving that titanium exactly the properties it needs in the right place where you hit the ball. So 
out of the toe, out of the heel. It's a little bit more forgiving. Out of the center, the ball speed is unbelievable. It's just a wonderful face, wonderful technology, and it really does perform well. And that's why we see so many players using the Triple Diamond. Uh, the Triple Diamond is the smaller head, very low spin. So it's got the forward CG. If you look at the bottom of it, you can see a picture of the what's in the bag. You can find that anywhere. That weight is forward, so that brings that CG low and gives them the ability to really control the spin. So low CG, low spin. But Xander's got 10.5 degrees of loft on this. Now, whether it plays exactly at 10.5, I don't know. But if it's 10.5 degrees of loft, that's you know quite a bit of loft. So maybe he hits uh, down on the ball and D lofts. Maybe he hits it low. But that drive is going to be generating somewhere around 2,000 RPMs of spin. So to get the right flight, get the right um, launch and get it through the right window, you know, we hear this flight window terminology being used all the time. Maybe he jacks the loft up a little bit compared to a lot of players, which are probably going to be using nine, nine and a half degrees, 10 and a half degrees at about 2000 RPMs, 2200, something like that is going to make that ball penetrate through the wind at about 2000 RPMs, somewhere around there. I don't know the exact number. I don't know his track man or full swing kit or GC quad numbers, but just say it's going to be low spin. So it's going to be around 2000 RPM. It's going to fly out there nice and penetrating, going to hold its line. It's not going to be too buffeted and affected by the wind. And he's really going to be able to control that, whether it's downwind, whether it's into the wind or whether it's upwind, he wants to have that consistency of ball flight. So that's why he's probably got 10 and a half degrees relevant to his angle of attack and the way he launches it. And he's got that mated in with a uh, MCA Diamana PD70TX shaft. I don't know too much about that shaft, but anything that's 70, 70 is the gram. So it's a heavier T for tour TX shaft, low launch, heavy, Everything about that shaft says low launch and low spin. So it gives these guys that are swinging at an average of around 120 miles per hour, which is pretty fast. You know, most golfers that I fit for drivers are swinging at around 95 miles an hour. At the upper end, you might get to 100, 102, 103. They're the faster guys that you see from club land, but these guys are at sort of 117 minimum up to 125 and Xander will be around 120 with that 70 TX. So everything about that driver, the uh, forge carbon, you know, it's got carbon crown, 360 degree carbon. So the really, it's allowed the Callow engineers to put the weight where they need it to give these guys the absolute most dynamic ball flight that they need and they can control it absolutely beautifully. The next club in the bag, which is one that's really interesting to me, is the Paradigm Triple Diamond 3 HL Fairway. Now, I think this is absolutely a tour proto. From the pictures that I've seen, it's not adjustable. So the Paradigm Triple Diamond is a adjustable hosel. You know, you can put your wrench in there and move it up and down and, and change the weights and do all that to suit. Well, this one is, in the pictures that I've seen, a fixed hosel. So it's definitely a prototype, but it's the Paradigm Triple Diamond. So the CG and that weight is forward. The tungsten weight at the front really is all about allowing them to launch the ball, but still get that CG forward so they can control the spin. But the thing that I love about this one, it's a 16 and a half degree loft. Now it's a three wood size head that says three high launch, three wood size head, which is usually a 15 degree, but this is a 16 and a half. And I love a 16 and a half degree three wood head. Now imagine that 16 and a half, it's sort of almost like a forward. So you get the benefit of the additional loft when you're playing off a fairway and uh, it really does make it so much easier, so much more usable to use that lofted three wood and you get the forgiveness of the bigger head. Of course, you know, remember three woods, this really small head, three woods are hard club to hit. So when you've got that little bit more loft, it's just so much more usable. It's going to fly a little bit higher off the face and it's going to come down a little bit steeper. So these par fives uh, and I even see them uh, hitting a fairway wood into one of the par fours there. Um, 
crazy long. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick using fairways everywhere. Uh, but when it comes down a bit steeper, it's going to stop a little bit sharper as well. He's got the MCA Diamana uh, PD80TX. So when the fairways and the hybrids get shorter and they're still using graphite shafts, they get a little bit heavier to be used um, how the player wants to use it. So that is a very interesting club that bonded three high launch 16 and a half degree uh really fantastic stuff now the next one is also interesting uh club i've actually got one of these clubs it's the apex you would uh would ultimate wood it's a cross between a hybrid and a fairway wood it's a head that's shaped more like a hybrid but bigger than a hybrid and it has properties of a three wood so the the launch and the spin is more like a three a three wood or a fairway wood and it really is a very 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 good club now in australia we didn't see too many of them callaway only brought a very limited number into australia and if you grab one uh the people that i know that did grab one they really love it and uh it's really they're really hard to get i've got two of them i've got a 19 and a 21 the 21 was the first one that i got it was that good that i ordered it in from the states the 19 as a like a real fairway finder and it's an absolute rocket ship low spin easy to hit stays straight the first time i hit it, it i just fell in love with this apex uw who knows if they'll make it again if it will be continuing but callaway tend to bring a lot of these unique and niche clubs out and then we don't see them ever again and uh, a lot of the callaway staffers have put this uw in the 21 degrees for xander that's going to allow him to play an absolute rocket ship uh, penetrating low shot if he wants to but if he needs to choke down the the, um, the shaft and put it off the front foot and hit it a little higher this club just has this knack of being able to deliver a straight ball in whatever conditions that you play it out of it's such a versatile club they've got the kyle eye white 90 tx shaft so again it goes heavier it's still that tall extra stiff shaft absolutely machine i don't know how many times he hit it i didn't see xander play but um it's a great club now his iron set four iron pitching wedge apex tcb irons apex is the better players um uh name for the callaway iron family so apex mb is the the blade and then we've got apex tcb tcb standing for tor cavity back so it's got a cavity but in the back of the iron right where you want the meat uh place behind the strike of the ball you've got a multi-injection molded tungsten weight placed in behind there that does a couple of things it gives that great uh, ability to um, control the cg so we've got this mass right behind the strike plate uh, we've got a cavity in there so that gives a little bit more forgiveness so those missed strikes are a little bit more forgiving um, and it also allows this uh, cavity back and the the tungsten weight to uh, for the players to really fine-tune their swing weight so if the player just needs to uh, change the swing weight they might have a certain weight shaft or a certain length and of course every time you adjust weight at one end of the club it adjusts the swing weight at the other end of the club so it really does allow those best players to uh, fine-tune their swing weight it's a um, carbon steel forged club it's a really traditional shorter blade length but it's a nice rounded toe and it just sets up beautifully it's a club that's used by john ram it's a club that's used by xander and minwoo probably uh, and many of the callaway staffers choose the uh, apex tcb now the interesting thing here is xander as does many of the um, pros this is one of the most popular shafts on tour he's got it mated to the true temperature dynamic gold tour issue x100 now if you don't uh, really pay too much attention to the shafts in your golf clubs or you tinker around with it a little bit and you haven't swung an X100 shaft, 
go out into the workshop or go into the a building site and pick up an iron bar and swing that around because that's as close as I can tell you how a tour issue X100 shaft feels. It's a 130 uh, gram shaft. So that's a heavy, heavy weight for a, sh- a shaft in an iron. And its properties are a low launch and it's for someone with a mid mid-tempo so someone who has a slower backswing and then transitions through into the all the power it's designed to allow these golfers to put that power to the ball strike absolutely but it's super stiff it is when you pick up a club with a tour um dynamic gold tour issue x100 shaft you can feel it you can feel the weight in your hands you can feel the weight through the shaft it is a very very stiff shaft not many people um, normal golfers like you and i are suited to this shaft unless you've got a super tall level speed swing and really need the help keeping that head under control and that's what they're using these shafts for these guys have got absolutely as you know immaculate control of their hands immaculate control of the club face more importantly they know what to do with it they can make it do whatever they want so this heavier stiffer shaft allows them to control it with the speed that they have and uh, it's a really 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 popular shaft um, now a lot of people ask what is the tour issue so you know back in the day we had dynamic gold shaft a little gold band around the top of the shaft well now we see this um, gold uh, sticker that runs down the spine of the shaft and that usually indicates that it's a tour issue shaft now when the manufacturers are making shafts they come out of the mach- out of the, um, the machines that make them the rolled pieces of steel obviously the tolerances are not exactly the same for every shaft so after every shaft comes off the uh, the line it's made within a, a category of stiffness and if it falls below a certain weight it will go into for example if it's below I don't know the exact weight but I'm pretty sure if it's like below 127 grams it will fall into the s200 so it'll be a stiff and it'll be s200 if it's in this we're talking about stiff shafts right at the moment if it falls within the normal weight category it might be an s300 and if it falls over that 130 category it might be an s400 so that's sort of the difference an s200 is a little bit lighter the s300 is pretty much the standard in that uh, um, true temper dynamic gold and then s400 is slightly heavier so the the tour issue part of it that's the one with that long band on it they're the shafts that the um, have the uh, most finite tolerances. They are all within exacting, exact weight specifications. And that's why we call them tour issue is because they're the ones that get issued to the tour players. They're the ones that they want because they know that every shaft is the weight that it's designed to be. There's very little or to no tolerance in the weight change in the shaft. Now, a couple of grams of weight to these guys, these elite players can make a difference. They can feel that. It's unbelievable what they can feel. So that's why it's tour issue. There's absolutely no variation in the tolerance of the weight specification of that shaft when they fit that in they know what weight it is and they know that that's going to be consistent through the whole set so that's a tour issue and the other ones well there might be a couple of grams of tolerance here and there but they really do try and find that into um, making an s300 s400 or s or s200 there you go that is the true temper shaft story as much as i can articulate it now uh, it starts to get interesting here for xander uh, in his wedge category he's got uh the Callaway press release, it says Jaws Raw Wedge 52 degrees. So it actually says Jaws Raw Wedges 52 degrees. So that indicates that he's only got one wedge that's a Callaway. Jaws Raw, Jaws is the current wedge family. Raw, that means that the, the face of the uh, Jaws Raw Wedge is unchromed. It's designed to rust. If you've seen one that's been used and uh, it's got a rusty face. So the rest of the wedge is chromed, it's plated, and the face is not plated. And that's 
um, what allows the the raw finish to to come through. And you know, it's really a, an aesthetic and a look. And uh, some people think that uh, that rusty face increases spin. There's always always a question mark over that from the testing and then from the, what the manufacturers say. But primarily, I think it's for a look and a feel um, with that short game club. Now, interestingly, the Callaway press release doesn't talk about his uh, sand wedge and lob wedge. That's because Xander uses Vokey wedges. Now, from what I can uh, ascertain, I, I don't know if it's exactly current in his bag right now. He's got a, like an SM6 56 degree, uh, 10 degrees of bounce S grind. That's a fairly standard grind uh, on a sand wedge, 56 degrees, um, fairly standard loft. So, um, but the thing that was interesting for me that it appears that it might be still like the SM6, that's a couple of generations old. And then he's got like an SM8 or an SM9 uh, tall van lob wedge. Why has he got a different First question, why has he got a different uh, brand in his wedges over the Callaway uh, product, which is obviously, as a Callaway staffer, they're paying him for that. Well, some of the players have, you know, different levels of contract in their in their bag. Some might have a 14-club contract. So every club in the bag has to be of the brand. Uh, some might have a, a 12, a 13, or whatever. Xander's obviously got a contract that allows him to use his own choice of wedges. And if... I think, you know, for anyone that's listening, if you've played a Vokey wedge in the past, you know, it's a brand of wedges that are very consistent, you know, from SM6 to SM7 to SM8, 9, etc. The They always change between the models, but the changes are not so significant. And I think that's on purpose, you know, they, they know that their tour staff love using their wedges. They have a, a very, very defined feel of, uh, and basically they're very consistent from model to model. They're very consistent from grind to grind. They're very consistent from shape to shape. And and I think that's one of the strong parts about that Vokey product and why it's been so successful is because you, know, you can continue to change your wedges as they change the models and usually between one model to the other they might make some fine tuning. You know, the players will say, I just want the center of gravity to be a little bit closer to the heel or a little bit higher up the face or let's move a bit of weight up towards the toe on the lob wedge so I can control the flight but it's always very slight and um, not a massive massive change now Callaway change their wedges and they upgrade them but you know we see when you see uh, the wedge go from a a chrome face to a raw face that's a significant change for some players especially around those scoring clubs you know maybe the change of shape and grind is more significant who knows but i think these pros that continue using their vokey lob wedges and there are a number of them that have contracts with other companies but use a vokey lob uh, vokey sand and lob wedge really get used to that feel and they don't want to change that it's so important stuff that you already know but the, obviously the short game is so important to their scoring so uh probably that's why uh the reason why that xander uses Vokey wedges in his sand and his lob wedge. That's as much as I can tell you about that. He uses Chrome Soft X golf ball. If you've uh, never used the Chrome Soft, it's a really fine, absolute tall quality ball. Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, um, and Chrome Soft X LS. They're the three tall level balls in the Callaway ball fa- uh, franchise. Chrome Soft X, it's the one that feels a little firmer. For me, I've used it. Long game, I love it. You know, five, six, seven, eight, nine pitch, I love it. Anything worth with a full shot, for me, I struggle with the Chrome Soft X being that really firm feel is around the green. My whiffy short game, uh, just 
tends to want to feel a softer ball off the face of the uh, golf club. Just gives me a little bit more confidence. Now, the reason why I think uh, these guys prefer, like John Rahm and Xander Shoffley, prefer a Chrome Soft X, it's a very known high ball speed ball. It comes off the face like an absolute rocket. So that means distance. So when you've got a high ball speed ball, and of course they're swinging it at 125 miles an hour, 120 miles an hour with the driver, they're compressing the ball so, so much, they need that firmer feel. And of course their short game is so elite that if it's a little firmer for them, well, they obviously like it, but it doesn't make that much of a difference because they're just have the ability to compress their short game shots and the ball still spins and reacts when it gets on the green. That's the urethane layer. That Those tall balls, whether it's a Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, Strixon, they've all got that very thin outer cover. That's that special rubber, the urethane, uh, that really creates the friction spin. A lot of people still equate, you know, I need a softer ball. If they think soft ball, that's going to be a lot of spin. What's creating the spin is the urethane cover, and then you've got compression, softer compression, harder compression, and that becomes down to feel, it becomes down to flight. Usually a softer compression, tall ball is going to have lower long game spin. So think about that as Pro V1. Pro V1 is the softer compression tightless Pro ball. It's got lower long game spin, so it's going to fly a little bit lower off the driver, fly a little bit lower with the long game, but it doesn't sacrifice your green side control and it gives that player that likes that softer feel, as I articulated before, it gives them the ability to do that. Now the Titleist Pro V1X, for example, that's a firmer feeling ball and it launches higher. It used to be the other way around in Titleist, but they changed it a couple of years ago. Launches higher, firmer feel, and uh, that's the one that uh, you need if you hit the ball low and want it to launch higher. That's what they do. So in, in Xander's case, he uses a Chrome Soft X because it's got heaps of ball speed, goes as high as he needs, and gives him the distance that he needs. Uh, that is what is in Xander Shoffley's bag. Quick look at what's in Ricky Fowler's bag. Not as um, familiar with it, but I did look it up. Uh, what can I see here about Ricky Fowler's golf equipment? Uh, Ricky is using the Aerojet. So Aerojet's the latest release uh, driver from the uh, Cobra team. Aerojet LS. Anything when it says LS means low spin. What is low spin? What does low spin mean? Well, just like I articulated with the uh, paradigm, low spin means weight. That weight is positioned further forward and uh, lower down, so the CG gets uh, low and allows them to control the spin. The Aerojet has a, a movable weight system. They've got three models in their in their um, Aerojet lineup. They've got a draw-biased head, a more forgiving head with weights either side, and then they've got the low spin, so the weight can move forward, and usually you've got a forward and a back weight. Uh, Ricky's got the prototype 70X shaft. Fairway Woods, now this is a little bit different to Xander. He's got a two fairway wood setup. He's got the Aerojet LS 13 and a half degrees. So total opposite to, to what Xander's got. He's got that smaller headed three wood at 13 and a half degrees. Absolute rocket ship. That's going to be that, imagine hitting that three wood, that low penetrating, almost stinger-like uh, ball flight off the tee. It's going to really knuckle out there. The downside of that, I think, for Ricky is, you know, it's not going to go high, therefore, and it's probably going to go too far for a lot of those second shots. So that's why Ricky's got a uh, King LTDX LS fairway wood, 17 and a half degrees. So like a five wood, almost like a a strong forward uh, or a weak five wood, sorry, a strong five wood or a weak forward, um, 17 and a half degrees. So he's got that two fairway set up there um, with the UST Mamiya Link Q shaft. His irons, the Cobra Forge Tall irons, great iron from Cobra. Again, the um, 
It's almost like a cavity back iron, so it's not that full-on blade at the moment. You know, Ricky was using those really tiny, weeny, eeny, meeny uh, blades, but at the moment, I think he's using the King Forge Tours. He uses four to pitching wedge, and he's got a great shaft that I love. I've never actually gamed it, but every time I go to hit something, uh, I always usually made it up to the C taper uh, shaft. It's that stepless KBS Tour shaft. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still in that uh, brush steel finish. It's a really beautiful feeling shaft. Um, if you've had it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then in the wedges, he's got the 54, 56, 58 set up. So he's really got very – I'm not sure if they're all in his bag. While he's, I'm not sure, I haven't counted how many clubs there, but you might drop one of those out. Um, uh, Mim wedge multi-injection uh, moulding. Uh, this is a stainless steel molded wedge. So it's a cast wedge and they're not forged. There's not too many forged wedges these days in the market at all. Uh, it's a multi-injection molded. It's a really high tolerance um, process for making these wedges, you know, injection molded. You know, when you're talking injection, when you're talking molded, you know, it's not just your normal cast steel. This is beautiful stainless steel injection molded into a mold. It comes out of that mold, and this is the point of it, really, really consistently. So every wedge comes out exactly the same. They don't have to, um, you know, grind or hand finish any of the wedges. It's just polish it up and stamp it up and paint it up, and it's done. Um, so that's the beauty of this MIM, MIM, MIM wedge process that they use uh, in the Cobra wedges and Ricky's obviously put them to good work today. Now that is a quick wrap up. If anyone's interested in what's in the bag and what I think about those clubs, um, let's uh, let's see what happens uh, the rest of the tournament. Let's see if Ricky can still have one. How many birdies did he have today? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten birdies, two bogeys. That is some sensational golf. Let's see what happens tomorrow for Ricky Fowler and Xander Schauffele. Uh Thanks for listening. I hope this was okay. Another quick 30 minutes of listening. Uh, you can't get enough golf at this time of year. So, um, you know, put this on. Have a listen while you're watching the golf or while you're out walking the dog or while you're out playing your Saturday round of golf. Doesn't matter to me. And if you don't listen, that's all right too. But if you do listen, let me know. And uh, we can continue doing some of this. If you like, share, subscribe, do all that wonderful stuff. That is what would really help this podcast continue to grow and give us a reason for to keep turning up and trying to get a little bit of behind the scenes information thanks for tuning in we'll see you as we digest the us open next week i'm not sure that we'll do another one of these uh, before now on monday I'll be too absorbed in the golf and also be working trying to sell a bit of golf so uh, we'll see you next week thanks for listening